Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for Vegas Nation and Blue Wire Network. Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. Time to get it started with First and Ten with Vinny Bonsignor and Sam Gordon. What is good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Vegas Nation First and Ten, your weekly go-to for Raider news and analysis and insight. And joining me, well, first, before we get to the great Cassie Soto, I just want to let you guys know that uh, we are sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by Blue Wire and Tick Pick. But without further ado, I want to bring in my co-host for today, uh, pinch hitting for Sam Gordon, who is uh, traveling back from Cleveland, uh, none other than Cassie Soto. How are you doing, Cassie Soto? Hey, things could be worse. I could be stuck in Cleveland for like four days like our guys Sam Gordon and Adam Hill. So I'm good. It's a little cold in Vegas, Vinny. We know this, but I'll I'll take this over Cleveland any day. I would too. And having been to Cleveland uh, many a time, um, I don't know if there's even uh, a day distinction between uh, being stuck in. Uh, It could be an hour. (laughs) It could be 15 minutes. No, I'm just kidding. Cleveland's okay. It's it's not it's not uh, all 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 that bad. Um, But it's not a place you want to be for about four or five days uh, like those guys were. Uh, But Cassie, okay. So yesterday, the Raiders against the Cleveland Browns. Um, I want you. I'm going to throw a question to you. What is the old saying that the Raiders are kind of built on their owner, their late great owner, uh, Al Davis, used to always say? What was it? Just. Just win, baby, I think is the the answer you're looking for there, Alex. It is. It is. Uh, very good. And you get $2,000 uh, for that. Uh, yes. And you're, you're in the lead. Uh, but yeah, um, I wanted to start off with that because there wasn't anything um, special, spectacular, uh, particularly interesting, inspiring, uh, or exciting about what the Raiders did yesterday in Cleveland, except they just what Cassie they just won Vinny and uh they waited until the final three seconds to do it but like you said they just won they pulled it out and and it was going to be a bad day to be in a silver and black uniform had they not yes uh exactly and um you know here's the thing whatever it looked like whatever it seemed uh whoever was lining up uh, against them against the Cleveland Browns you know the they had to win. If they, if they lose, uh, the whole season goes down in shambles in terms of their playoff hopes. Uh, by winning and also by the Denver Broncos losing this week and the uh, the Los Angeles Chargers uh, losing on Thursday, it really kind of opens a door for the Raiders, who are, I think it's 3-1 and one against the NFC Nor- or AFC North. They've now beaten the Cleveland Browns, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Baltimore Ravens. All three teams are still in con- contention um and still you know teams that the Raiders have to deal with with uh, for the for the playoffs they play the Broncos this week um at Allegiant Stadium then they go to Indianapolis then they go to then they uh, finish the season home against the Los Angeles Chargers if they sweep those games to get to 10 and 7 and they own all kinds of tiebreakers uh, they have a really they'd have a really good 8 and 
three, I think it would be, or eight and four record within the conference. It puts them in really good position. Now, I'm not saying the Raiders are going to win out, but it's feasible and possible. And if they do, all of a sudden we're talking about the Raiders as a very strong candidate to make the playoffs. Yeah, for sure, Vinny. And there, like you said, there's a lot of ifs there, right? If this, then this. If this, then that. Um, but I think it all starts, and it always does, starts with the Raiders. And it started yesterday in what very much felt, right, like a playoff game. They needed to win that game. And they, again, they did. They did just that. And uh, all they can do now is just go out and win. And and we've talked about it before. We've talked about it on our Vegas Nation platforms. Like it's It seems like a pretty tough task for them to go out and win now three more in a row so it'll be four in a row here to finish off this season um but like you said they're on the bubble and all these playoff pictures right you see on the bubble uh way looking on the outside or on the outside looking in and the Raiders are right there and they moved up a couple spots with that win yesterday again wasn't a pretty win but they're doing what they need to do in the month of December, right? They're 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 trying to get these wins, rack up these wins to make it to the postseason. And for a minute, it looked like they were out of it for sure. Like you mentioned, if they if they lost yesterday, it would have been all all kinds of bad. And even with the win, you see people reacting like, well, that doesn't do a whole lot, you know, for the fan base there. But like you said, a win is a win, and they're still in it, and and it's all on them. Yeah, it is. And um, if you're if you're you know projecting forward, um, you know, do the Raiders need uh, any help? I think they need a little bit of help. Uh, but but even in that regard, things are kind of you know the, the way the schedule breaks out because they play three teams that they're that are quote unquote in the playoff hunt, including a couple of teams that right now are ahead of them. But let's take the Indianapolis Colts for instance. They got to play the Cardinals, and you feel like the Cardinals in Arizona. I think it's a um, one of the Sunday night games or Monday night games, something like that. But anyway, um, that's going to be a tough game for the for the uh, for the Colts, uh, who right now are a game ahead of the Raiders. Um, so you know, if if Arizona takes care of business, all of a sudden that puts the Raiders in a, in a situation where they could be tied with the uh, Colts if they, as long as they take care of business. I guess my point is, as long as they take care of business from here on out, and you know. The Denver Broncos are a beatable team. Um, I think the the um, Chargers, a, a divisional foe that they know a lot about. Um, I, you know, it was a long time ago. It seems like eight years ago that they played them. Uh, you were there with us in Los Angeles when the Raiders played the Chargers. It seems like such a long time ago. But I never, you can never, you know, put anything past a divisional game. So uh, I think the Raiders especially if there's a lot to play for uh, in that game. Allegiant Stadium is going to be, you know, uh, electrifying and and the Raiders will have a lot to play for. That's a winnable game. That Colts game, the the way the Colts are playing right now, uh, that looks like a formidable task. But um, as we've seen in this NFL season, Cassie, um, you know, it's a week. It literally is a week to week proposition. You just don't know what you're going to get from a week to week basis. It is. It absolutely is. Vinny. And I'll ask you this, like when, when have you seen it right in the hunt when there's so many teams left still in the hunt? Like, as we just said, and as we've been talking about three wins could, could give the Raiders a much clearer picture, a much clearer spot in this playoff picture. Like how many times have you seen it come down to now almost the end of December where so many teams still have a chance? And now it's that time of the podcast where we are joined by Chuck Esposito, director of race and sports for Station Casinos. Chuck joins us every week to talk about the Raiders, the Vegas betting landscape and all things sports. Chuck, crazy week this week in the NFL, crazy amount of positive COVID tests, Tom Brady getting shut out and an entire team's defense playing backups on their secondary. 
How is this week for you? It's been crazy, Larry. There's no question about it. Um, we're in an information era, and I can't stress enough the importance of kind of being dialed in. I mean, we, we saw with uh, the Raiders-Browns game, for an example, uh, Browns were a six, six-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, game steadily went down to the Raiders one-and-a-half, the Raiders up to four-and-a-half. Then it looked like the, the Browns were going to have Baker Mayfield. It went back to the Browns three. Then he was out, and it went to the Raiders three. So I haven't seen swings like this in pro football ever. Um, it's just kind of strange, I think, for both sides of the counter. Much easier for us if we know if a guy's in or out. It's the uncertainty that kind of creates havoc for both the bookmaker or the odds maker and the better. Well, going going towards that with the Saints and Bucks, is there a concern uh, in Tampa without uh, Godwin in that lineup now? Yeah, I think it's not just Godwin. I think it's a, an accumulation of injuries, and we've seen that with teams. We saw the struggles of the Titans without Derrick Henry and without Brown and Julio Jones. And it's not just Godwin, but they played the rest of that game without Fournette, without Evans. I know you're getting Antonio Brown back, but there's a real shot that it's Antonio Brown and Scotty Miller and, and, and a cast of other guys. You're still going to have Gronk and, and Brayton, OJ Howard, and some of the tight ends, but um, you may not have three key pieces. And I think that's more what we're seeing now is teams that aren't just missing one player. We saw the Ravens able to step up without Lamar Jackson and still play a competitive game. And we've seen other teams just missing one player. Um, but when you miss linemen on both sides of the ball and key skill position players, multiple key uh, skill position players, it really does have an adverse effect on the line. Uh, going back to the Raiders-Browns, Raiders' uh, motto is just win, baby. They did exactly that. wasn't exactly a uh, beautiful, good-looking win, but uh, they won. How was it on your guys' end over there? Yeah, actually for us, you know, our house rules actually state that if a, date, if a game is changed from the date scheduled, um, so the original date of Saturday, uh, it's no action. The money is refunded. So that game, once it was moved, although there was huge fluctuation in the line, um, was taken down and money refunded. It was put back up with the Raiders, the favorite, although it bounced around a little bit. The outcome of the Raiders winning by less than three was was favorable for us. Still saw a really good handle on that game, um, but just crazy movement across the board and kind of a big win for for the Raiders, I mean, the Browns with a win would have been in first place in the AFC North. Instead, they're in last. And the Raiders now at 7-7 seven and seven have a divisional game against the Broncos. They've beaten already once. Um, they're still in the mix for a wild card spot. And then last night's Monday night game, Viking Bears. The Bears had an entire secondary unit of second string players out there. What was your guys' take on that game? You know, we went into the game, Larry, being huge Bears fans. It wasn't catastrophic for us. I mean, they were able to to hang around somewhat. I mean, being a Bears fan, it's it's rough to watch right now. But they really held Kirk Cousins and Delvin Cook in check for the most part. It's just that their offense is out of sync. I mean, I know Matt Nagy cares about the Bears and loves being the Bears head coach, but he's supposed to be an offensive guy. And you just haven't seen that translate to the field yet with a young quarterback like Justin Fields. I think Fields will still be good. I know you and I chatted off air, um, but they have a lot of work to do on the offensive side. And I don't think there's a seat that's hotter right now than the one in Chicago. Moving on to week 16, we got some uh, key games. We got the 49ers Titans on Thursday, Colts Cardinals on Saturday, and then Bills Pats and Raiders Broncos. Out of those first uh, three games I mentioned, uh, Thursday and Saturday game and Bills Pats, which uh, which stand out to you the most? I think the Niners Titans game a little bit. I still look at the Titans as a little bit of a sleeping giant. Um, you know, they haven't had Brown and Julio Jones and Henry forever. 
Um, they're going to win their division because they won both games against the Colts. Unless there's a massive collapse, they own tiebreakers. They get into the postseason and you can get those guys back. I think they're still going to be scary good. The game that really stands out to me, though, is Bill's Pats. This game is four on the AFC East. Patriots are nine and five. Bills are eight and six. Bills control tiebreakers. What a difference on the team that wins that division opposed to a wild card team that has to play three games on the road. I think both teams are good. I still think if the Bills kind of get that swagger back and a little bit of confidence, they can beat anybody in the NFL. Um, but it's a huge game for both teams. And we've seen this number start to come down just a tad. My guess is that Mac Jones will throw more than three times in this game. Um, but uh, it's, it's a huge game again, and I think we're going to have a big handle on this game. Happy to root for whoever we need at kickoff on Sunday. And wrapping things up here with Raiders Broncos, and the big question is, is how will uh, Teddy Bridgewater's absence play a role in the numbers and, uh, and against Raiders Broncos? You know, I think the number's going to go up. I mean, I'm kind of surprised it's as low as it is, that it's below a field goal right now. Um, this was the, the first game after the, the Gruden resignation that they had to go into Denver. They kind of circled the wagons and won that game and played arguably one of their better games of the year. Raiders have been better on the road than they have been at home. They're below 500 for the second straight year at home, have a chance to get a win here and get above 500 and really kind of throw themselves into the mix. I know right now, again, it sits below three, but I really think you're going to see some Raider money. I think from our side of the counter, industry-wide, we're going to be Bronco fans. From the fan side of it, love the Raiders. But from the bookmaking side, I think we're going to be Bronco fans. And I do think this number is going to start to inch up, especially with Drew Locke look like getting the start for the Broncos. Crazy week 15 and an exciting week 16 coming up. Chuck, appreciate your time. Usually I get to just listen to you and Sam. This time I got to talk to you. I wish you a Merry Christmas and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Larry. Always enjoy jumping on with you or Sam. Same thing to, to you and your family and all the listeners. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Uh, hope everyone gets to spend some time with their family and loved ones and uh, look forward to chat next week. It should be interesting heading into week 17. Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. Raiders football is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Raiders tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Now led under interim head coach Rich Bisaccia, everyone's going to want to see how the Raiders season continues to unfold and if they are in fact a playoff bound team. That's why you've got to visit TickPick.com slash Vegas Nation today to save $10 on your first order of Raiders tickets. The Raiders are literally uh, a, a one game out of um, the second seed or the second uh, wild card playoff berth and the uh, the uh, last wild card berth. Everybody, everybody from <laughs> two to three, and there's there's like four teams. I think it is. Everyone's like eight and or either eight and six or seven and seven right now. So 
everyone's kind of within, you know, within striking distance. Uh, but I, yeah, you've got the Raiders, Raiders, Dolphins, Browns, Broncos, all seven and seven right now. <laughs> and the Raiders have the tiebreaker over all three of those or both of those teams. So yep. along with the Ravens, along with the Steelers, um, we mentioned the Browns, the Dolphins, and they could, if they could take care of business against the Colts, uh, take care of that tiebreaker. Um, and then, you know, uh, if they if they do win out, then they've already eliminated the, the Denver Broncos because that will give them the tiebreaker over the Broncos. And um, the Chargers, they would have split their two games against the Chargers. You'd probably have to go to divisional record and conference record and all that, uh, all that business. But if they sweep, the Raiders are going to be in really good standing as far as the conference record. So uh, that'll give them a leg up as well on some of the tiebreaker uh, scenarios. But I guess the bottom line is there's still a lot to play for. And it's why, you know, we've had people on Twitter and, you know, radio shows and podcasts and all that, you know, mailbags. Uh, why don't the Raiders, you know, experiment with Marcus Mariota? Let him be the starting quarterback for a little while, or you know, experiment with this. Let's see what we have for next next year. Nobody's guaranteed next year. Not Derek Carr, not uh, Rich Bisaccia, no, not Mike Mayock. No one's guaranteed next year. The only thing that they are guaranteed is to play for whatever they can play for this year. And there was still a lot to play for and still is a lot to play for. So it's all hands on deck. And the only goal, the only objective, Cassie, should be what do the Raiders have to do to make the playoffs? Period, exclamation point. Thinking beyond January 8th uh, is fruitless at this point. Yeah, and I think we saw that last night, right? Derek Carr... He made the big plays when he needed to. He uh, he and Zay Jones, right, after the, the big miss there and the interception. And, and Derek Carr owned up to it, too, afterwards, Vinny, in the press conference. He, he laughingly said, I threw a pick. Like, you yeah. know, he he took ownership of it and took ownership of it. But I know Zay Jones obviously felt really bad about it. And, and um, I'm sure they talked afterwards. They talked on the sidelines, right? And yep. Derek Carr said, hey. We're going to get this back. And I think that that's the leadership and that that's the momentum that this fan base has been like dying to see out of Derek Carr, to see him not get down on his team. Because you look at, right, when we're when we're seeing it on, on TV and you see Derek Carr sort of just in his feelings, right? Remember that meme, the mad Derek Carr, where he's just sitting there like all angry by himself? Like that's one thing, but you, I feel like fans would rather see him on the sidelines, up and down the sidelines, encouraging his teammates. And that's what happened last Last night and a very crucial time he said hey I'm coming back to you you're gonna help us win this game and that's exactly what happened and and Derek Carr I know he's um there's what one side of the spectrum or the other how they feel on Derek Carr but last night you have to give him props because he did put his team in a position to help win to help win this game and when he threw that interception he came back right that's what that's what matters is that how you come back from that and he did enough to help win the game uh for the for the raiders yeah and for all of that to happen the defense needed to make a stand and that's why you know we we always talk about complementary football uh and being able to um rely on each other basically uh one side of the ball and the other side of the ball special teams uh as well and that's something that the Raiders haven't always had. And this year, it's been a little bit difficult getting everything on the same page uh, consistently. Uh, but <clears throat> when they needed it, and that's the the key point, when when the Raiders needed it, it was ugly there for a little while on both sides of the ball. Um, but when they, when they absolutely had to have it in that last minute and 50 seconds, they took care of business. Um, the defense forced a three and out, forced a punt. Derek Carr got another chance, uh, which he 
pledged to take advantage if if the defense was uh, going to oblige the defense did um and then the next thing you know they're they're moving it into daniel carlson uh, territory which by the way a lot of credit to daniel carlson it was windy it was cold um he kicks one and you know uh, through but but there was a timeout so they had to to you know he had to settle down and, and kick it again he did as opposed to the cleveland kicker earlier um, where he missed it after the Raiders took a timeout. So it's not always a, a gimme. It's not always an easy uh, proposition to, to regroup and kick it again, especially in those conditions. Uh, but Daniel Carlson, and we're seeing why um, this guy was given a new contract. He's, he's really dependable. I know there's moments where he's, you know, every kicker has him. Uh, he's missed a couple of uh, uh, extra points. Um, but when the Raiders needed him yesterday, he delivered. Yeah, no, like you said, complimentary football around it. It all it all starts and ends with what the defense did, right? Or could have could have done um, after what was that like two forty five left in the game, right? Or so um, when when Carr threw that interception. So for them to come up quick and to get that stop um, to give their offense another chance, and like you said, for the offense to be able to put. Daniel Carlson in position on a windy day in the cold, like so many factors had to go right for this team, Vinny, um, when it could have all just gone downhill very quickly. And they did that. And, and I think especially now and everything that this team has been through, like for them to be there for each other and to be able to make these stops and, and to make these drives, like it shows that, that, that they're still trying at least, right. They know that they're still some some football to play for and there's still each other to play for more importantly and and we saw that last night and again and and the storyline is going to be an ugly win this an ugly win that I think even Tim Brown came out on twi- on Twitter afterwards Vinny and said you know they don't say you don't talk about ugly wins but man was that an ugly win so okay. hearing that from Tim Brown you know and, and that guy's that guy's played some football in his time Vinny but but like you said now the Raiders sit at seven and seven and still very much have a spot in that in that playoff picture yeah I think the Raiders would say uh ugly on the field beautiful on the in the standings um, there you go right you know, it was it was uh, it was a Mona Lisa uh, as far as the standings go because it gives them a shot and that's all you can ask for uh, at this point in the season we're not sitting here and saying the Raiders are gonna um you know clean the deck these last three games but uh had they lost yesterday um even if they did clean the slate um down you know the the last three games they would have been in really really dire straits uh to make the playoffs there might have been a a formula where it would have ended for them yesterday um i'm not a mathematician so it gets difficult trying to figure all that out but they gave themselves a chance uh and for the raiders that's a beautiful thing so um yeah uh, here's the tweet here's the tweet vinny he said raiders wow i know they say there's no such thing as ugly wins this time of the season but that was ugly multiple exclamation points (laughs) let me do something against my religion and congratulate a kicker lol great job carlson (laughs) truly clutch that is from 81 Tim Brown. Yes. Uh, and I, you know, uh, my, the co host on my radio show, uh, Lincoln Kennedy, hates kickers and he's not, um, <laughs> he's not uh, opposed to uh, saying that out loud. That and rookies, by the way. Uh, so rookies and kickers um, on his you know what list or his naughty okay? list. It's, it's the naughty list for, uh, for Christmas. So. Whatever. Daniel Carlson has saved the Raiders' bacon a couple of times this year. Uh, and, in fact, their last two wins were the result of him kicking uh, clutch field goals uh, um, you know, to walk off on, on wins. So um, all good for, for from that perspective. Um, a little bit of uh, uh, 
injury news. Uh, looks like Jonathan Abram suffered a dislocated shoulder uh, in the win yesterday. Um, he's going to get an MRI on that. Um, I, from what we understand, it's happened before with him. He's never missed a snap. So um, I don't know. It sounds pretty painful to me. Uh, it sounds pretty ugly to me, but it might be one of those ones where you can kind of fit it back in and uh, do something and uh, have him go back out there and play. Um, so we'll see if what Jonathan Abrams availability is going to be for Sunday against the Denver Broncos. Also, we're going to wait on word should get it sometime today on the status or at least an update uh, on Darren Waller. Cause it sure would be nice uh, Cassie, if the Raiders could get their star tight end uh, back on the field. I think we all know uh, what a difference Darren Waller makes. Uh, so yeah, I think they um, could use him a little bit, Vinny. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think that, you know, um, you know, Foster Moreau, has been thrust into a, a more prominent role. He's had some moments. He's had some moments uh, that he'd like to forget. Uh, you know, a um, couple of drops yesterday. Uh, last week, we saw him um, kind of drop one into the hands of a, of a, uh, a Kansas City Chiefs def- defensive back for an interception. So he's on. He's got to get that cleaned up. But yeah, you're right. I think the Raiders absolutely need Darren Waller. He kind of makes that offense go. Um, so uh, it would be great timing for the Raiders. Uh, if they could get him back on uh, on Sunday against the Denver Broncos, but as we said, Cassie, and we're going to leave uh, the audience with that with this, um, there's there's no ugly wins this time of year when you're still alive. Uh, you got to win um, and move on, and that's that's really the only way you can look at it. Didn't matter how it happened, didn't matter how ugly it really was, or uh, you know, less than exciting. But but hey, the Raiders uh, gave themselves a chance, Cassie. Let's see if Daniel Carlson will go out and win three more for him, and if Lincoln Kennedy, I'll change his tune after that. What do you think? I- I uh, skeptical, uh, but <laughs> skeptical to say the least. But um, I think he might uh, tip his cap just a little bit to Daniel Carlson if, if that's how it if that's how it rolls out. So I want to say thanks to all uh, our listeners. Um, you're why we do this. We really appreciate the strong. The numbers are strong. Uh, we thank you for that. I want to say thanks uh, to Larry Muir, our great producer, uh, for uh, being flexible and always making us sound good. And get out on time, Cassie. Thank you so much. Uh, for sitting in today. We really appreciate that. Always uh, like uh, your insight um, and and all your knowledge. Uh, Really appreciate that. I want to say Merry Christmas to everybody, um, obviously, uh, because the uh, Sunday's game is the day after Christmas. So be safe. Enjoy enjoy the holidays. We'll be back next week, Cassie, to talk about whatever happens uh, at Allegiant Stadium against Denver Broncos. Sounds great, Vinny. Thank you so much. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. All right. Thank you, guys. See you next week. Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite.